Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi, peeps. Welcome into my very first episode. I can't believe we are here finally, and I'm so glad that you guys are listening in. I hope you're listening in. I hope I have at least one listener. I wanted to start off today's episode with something interesting that I saw on TV. Here's the funny thing is I I am a Christian, and I always feel like I have this... um, kind of this heart-filled spirit for listening to God's voice. And he shows up in the weirdest ways. And that's what I think is so funny because people who are Christian, like sometimes you feel like, oh, I have to be super holy and act a certain way and be a certain way. And I, well, I'm not that girl. I listen to God's voice and his heart and um, just kind of look for signs really of what is important and things that I'm thinking about. And I ask him like, can you just show me if this is the right direction? So funny story. I was really thinking about doing this podcast, but I still had some doubts, but in my heart of hearts, like I just knew like in my spirit, it was time to do this podcast. I had a podcast with my best friend, Rhonda. It was super successful. We loved it. It's called 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda. And we did it for almost uh, pretty much three years. I think it was three years on the dot. And um, we had such a great run with it. But in my spirit, I just felt like I really needed to talk to the unmothered community. And so I had a talk with Rhonda. And sadly, we said, you know, I think it's time to, you know, hang up my boots for this podcast and put, put some other boots on. And as I was praying about it and talking to God, like just on the daily, just asking him like, what, what is it that um, I could do with this? And is this something you really want me to do? Okay, here's where the story comes in. So I was channel surfing. We have no cable, but we have different stream streaming services. And we have one that is the YouTube live where you can go on to regular um, cable channels. And I thought, oh, I just, I wonder what kind of shows are on. It's kind of during the summer. I knew there wasn't probably any new shows on at the moment, but just kind of searching channel surfing during different things. And (laughs) I never watched this show when it first came out. I did, but I never watched this show anymore. I haven't for quite a few years. The Bachelorette. Never watch it. And I thought, This is weird. I had heard that they had two girls on there this year that were vying for one man, which side note, I would never recommend doing that because it's the worst idea ever because all these men are looking at two girls. And so you may have a crush on somebody. And of course, they're going to pick your friend, right? That's happened to me in high school where I would always like this guy and he would always like my best friend. And then you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why doesn't he like me? So first of all, I just thought it was a stupid idea. And of course, they suck you in with that because then I was curious. I thought, huh, I haven't seen this show in years, but I had heard they had two bachelorettes. I wonder how this is playing out. Okay, this is where the God thing comes in. I flip on that channel. I start watching it. And there is a girl named Gabby on there. And 
she was actually having dinner with one of her suitors and he was telling her how he had this beautiful family. His parents had been married forever. That was the kind of life he wanted when he got married. And she, I watched her face just kind of go ashen and just have this sad look on it. And I thought, oh, we're, we're ready for a story here. And she started to tell him, okay, I, I had to stop the recording um, on my channel surfing and like replay this. I wrote exactly what she said on here. It, it kind of, it started to make me cry. Um, she started telling him about her fractured relationship with her mom and how, when she graduated, her mom wrote her off and she started to cry and it broke my heart. I was watching this play out. She got up from the dinner table. She excused herself and she just started crying to the producers and they asked her, it was funny because they asked her exactly this, what triggered your reaction? And she said this, I'm too complicated. I'm messy. I can't explain what it's like to have a mom who doesn't love you. I can't explain it. It's too hard. Like, am I broken for anyone to love? I'm terrified. I'm incredibly different. Whoa. That was like, if that's not a sign, okay, let me just say shout out to Gabby. I may only have one listener, but if you pop on and listen, I sent her a DM. I said, can you come on the show? I would really like to talk to you about this because being a woman who is older, I can actually tell you now that those words have passed through my lips too when I was her age. And it is absolutely untrue. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you you are fine. You are not, (laughs) we're all messy. Like here's the thing that I tell people when you find the perfect family, can you please introduce me? Because I have yet to find a perfect family just doesn't exist. But somehow when we are raised by these mothers who ignore us or they're narcissistic or they're toxic, for some reason, we feel like every other mom, every other family is so much more perfect than our family. We're so embarrassed that when these situations come up, we actually do shrink from them. We get afraid. We think like they're never going to understand me, especially in the dating world. You're like, there's no way that this person is ever going to love me because when he finds out where I came from, it's impossible. Like, He is just going to run from me because I must be weird if I came from this strange family. Here's the thing. (laughs) I'll tell you, when I was in high school, I dated this one guy. I really, really liked him. And he was probably one of the most normal guys that I had dated up until those 17 years of my life. (laughs) Uh, I was all of 17 years old. You know, it was kind of like my first little crush. He was like a really sweet person. And at one point, I remember he said, I just really want to meet your mom. And I actually, I think his mom's name was Phyllis. And shout out to Craig Jessup. (laughs) And I got petrified as soon as he said that. I was like, oh, no, he cannot meet my mother. Because if he meets my mom and sees how crazy she is, he is going to break up with me in 30 seconds. And so I actually remember breaking up with him on purpose and breaking his heart because he really liked me and I really liked him, but I was 
more afraid of him rejecting me by knowing where I came from. So this is the thing, guys, is when you come from this crazy family that you have this mom that you can't rely on, you have a mom who's not in your corner, you have a mom who may be a little off and you never know like who you're going to get when you come home, which was the case with me, you start putting up walls and you start protecting yourself, but actually what you're doing is you're pushing away potential people that could bring a lot of love into your life. So um, Gabby, just for some <laughs> cute little advice from an old lady, is that was the wrong thing to think, but I totally understand it and I've done the same thing. So I would just say moving forward, never be ashamed of where you came from. Because here's the deal. Your mother's issues are your mother's issues. It has nothing to do with us other than we came from that family. We don't need to carry the ties that bind us to this mom that gave birth to us. Um, that is true because actually people who are adopted, like you may be adopted by someone, your birth mom may be somebody who struggles with a lot of things. That doesn't mean you are because you've already been put into this whole other family you can become anybody you want to be. It's the same thing with your birth family. If you have dysfunction in your family, this could even be a father. It could be an uncle. It could be whoever. There's always crazy in family, right? <laughs> Am I the only one? <laughs> I don't think so. But the point is, is that you decide how you want the trajectory of your life to go. It has nothing to do with where you came from. But I do want to talk a little bit about the history of where your mom has come from, because I think it tells a lot in the story of why she may be the way she is and how you can understand it in a little bit more realistic terms so that you don't hold on to a lot of bitterness or anger, which when you are teenagers or young 20s, all of those emotions come out. You are so angry that you were dealt with this kind of mom. You don't have a mom that you can pick up the phone and say, hey, I need your help. Um, but when you understand where they come from and what they can pour out to you and what they can't pour out to you, it gives you a little bit more of a healthy boundary to set around that so that you're not disappointed asking them to be something they can never be for you. So when I look back at the history of where my mom came from, I'll just tell you a little backstory of her. So my mother was unmothered at nine years old. And how that happened was her, fa her father, my grandfather, we are a Portuguese family, so my mother's full-blooded Portuguese, and so her parents were very tough and very, very strict. Her, My grandfather was a milkman, <laughs> but my grandfather sold milk during the day, and um, the story goes, I've heard from other people that knew the family, he used to, back in Prohibition days, he used to make wine in the bathroom <laughs> And so if my mom went in there in the middle of the night because she had to go to the bathroom, she would get in trouble and get beat because they were, there was men in there, you know, making wine in the bathtub. 
So he was kind of like, um, did a little side business and it was illegal. So he was very uh, strict in that sense. Well, at some point, I don't know why this happened, but at some point he decided that he wanted to divorce my grandmother. Well, he had three children. So we had my mom and two sons and he took her to court and the story goes is that he had people lie and say that my grandmother was an alcoholic and he got custody of all three children, which this is in the 1930s, like early 1930s, which I'm like, how did that even happen? And what kind of power did my grandfather have? So he got custody of all the kids and my mom was nine years old. And at that point, she became the mother, the wife, the you know, the maid, the everything. She had to take care of both brothers and her father. And she was beat on the daily. And I talked to this one lady who was friends with my mom. And she said, my mother was the most sweetest, like happiest girl when she was younger. But she said, I literally saw your grandfather chase a friend out the door that she had brought over because my mom was not allowed to have friends come and visit. So I think about the trauma that that caused and I can't even imagine like what he put her through just on a daily basis and the things that she had to do to just um, get chores and things done before she could even go to school. So when I looked back at the history of where my mother came from and my father has like a crazy story too, which maybe I'll share with you at a different time, I kind of understood like why she was the way she was towards us is that she really didn't know how to love. When I wrote the book, Unmothered Life with a Mom Who Couldn't Love Me, I didn't say she didn't love me. I said she couldn't love me. And there's a difference. So I think you have to look at, is your mom intentionally cruel or is there a reason behind it? Maybe a generational history that actually is preventing her from loving you wholly. And is there an opening there where you can have a conversation at some point and say, can we start having a different kind of conversation? And can we start having an open conversation? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. That doesn't matter. What matters is moving forward, how are you going to communicate to your family someday, to the husband that you're going to have, to the children you're going to have, to the grandchildren that you're going to have? I am a grandmother of two at this point, waiting for more. <laughs> and I will say that one of the most amazing things to me is when either of my daughters, my grown daughters call me and say, Mom, I need your advice. My heart bursts open with joy, and at the same time, there's a little rip of like, man, I never got to call my mom and say those kind of things. My mom didn't care. She didn't have, she just didn't have the openness for that. But what a joy that I get to create a different kind of situation with my girls where we can have open conversations and also hard conversations. If there's a good, healthy relationship with your children and with your spouse, they are big enough to come and say, hey, you shouldn't have said that in front of all those people. Or, hey, I didn't like when you talked to me this way. 
and they love you enough where they're not going to walk away or get mad or cause a big fight. They, they feel safe enough with you to come and say those things and you to them to where you can have a conversation and say, you know what? You're right. I should never have said that. That was yours to share. That wasn't for me to say. And I'm going to tuck that away in my head so that I don't make that mistake again. Here's the one thing I hate when I hear older women saying this. And if, you know, if you are this person, please stop doing this. But I've had people come start a conversation, like we're out at a social event somewhere and, you know, maybe their adult kids are there and then something is said that's a little rough and the kids are like, hey, that's not cool. You shouldn't say that. And here's what they say. I'm your mom. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I hate that. I, I'm like, no, you're, that's not, it doesn't give you carte blanche to be rude or hurt your kids' feelings just because you want to be able to share it or say it before they can. And you think being older or being their parent it gives you carte blanche to say whatever you want. It's like, please don't be that person. Make sure you're always respectful to your adult children and, you know, share only when you have permission. And anyone that has older children knows this rule because it's the same thing with social media. If we put a picture up that hasn't been approved by our adult children, we're in trouble. <laughs> they get mad at us. They're like, why did you post that picture? I hate that picture. Or I didn't want to share that yet. And you're like, oh my gosh, I did it again. But if you're a rude mom, you're just going to say, well, I can do whatever I want. I'm your mother. I don't care what you say. Well, that's really not solving anything. And it's causing a rift between you and your daughter. So also now that you're, if you're a mom and you are raising daughters, now you're in the different driver's seat. So be respectful of your daughters as you grow up. Treat them with respect the way you wanted to be treated, that maybe you weren't treated that way by your own mother be different. The only way we can change this up and and break off that generational dysfunction is if we start doing things differently than the way we were raised. And not all the things were bad from my mom. I got really good cooking skills from her. I, I think she was very talented. Interestingly enough, after she passed, I was looking through some of her things and she had little pieces of paper of a book that she wanted to write. And I thought, oh my gosh, like I'm carrying on that tradition for her. She never got to do it, but I can. So I still have those little pieces of paper today. So please be aware that even in the messiest of relationships with your mom, that at the end of the day, when you go over their life, there's going to be some interesting things you're going to find out about them. They still they're still people. They still have feelings. Um, I know they're hard to love and we'll get into that later on in some other episodes of how do you love someone who's unlovable? Like where's the grace in that? But through these different things that I've learned over the years, I just want to share those things with you and be able to maybe open your eyes to a different way of looking at that difficult mother and next time we'll probably, we'll dive into generational dysfunction a little bit more and then probably like just how to set healthy boundaries. So that will be really good. And I'm just so glad to be here and I'm so glad that I get to share these little tidbits with you and things that I've gone through over the last, 
oh gosh, 40, 50 years of my life. And hopefully there'll be some things that, that will, you know, resonate with you guys where um, maybe it'll just shift your thinking a little bit and soften your heart a little bit of who your mom is, but always in a healthy way that protects you first. I'm a champion for you guys. I'm here for you. Um, and hopefully we'll just start some good conversations. So until next time, I am done with this conversation. But hey, Gabby, if you're out there, please contact me. I would love, love to interview you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.